Yo, you know who has the best cleavage in wrestling? Uh, Carmella? Nah. Um, Natalia and her sister. Oh, yeah, Natalia definitely does. Absolutely. You notice it every time she comes out. Yeah, like, there's... there's... And, and Maurice, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you seen her nudes? Yes, from a long time ago, yeah, when she was a model. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She she is, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, she is milk quality at this point. Oh, she yeah. Is exactly, exactly what you would see in uh, a stepmom video. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's funny listening to people who go, who go I'm tired of that, step, that stepsister, stepbrother shit. I'm like, <laughs> it ain't my brother sister. What the fuck I care for? Yeah, that's the that's what those are the most popular things. But the Maurice would absolutely if you took her picture and put it there, that's exactly what you would see. Yeah. But yeah, Natalia, absolutely. Call me old man Wade. Damn you old man Wait, wait. Old ass man. Shut up, old man. You smell like Fuck your old. Damn it, Wade. Right off the top of your head, who are the five most attractive wrestlers right now? Uh, Naomi, number one. Um, I like Maurice. I like uh, uh, Jade. Yeah. I like... Um, uh, Bianca Belair, and I like, uh, what is, uh, God, what's her name? Ah, um, uh, fuck, what is her fucking name? Um, What'd she do? She is on Raw, and she acts crazy, and she looks like Harley Quinn. Oh, um... It's sad I know her real name is Kaufman. Alexa Bliss. Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan? No, not Alexa Bliss. Liv Morgan. Oh, eh. See, all right. So, I can't deny any of those. So, from um, Naomi, definitely. Uh, Jade, definitely. I'm throwing a curveball and going Bailey. Scarlett Boudreaux, or however you pronounce her last name, who was on, um, who used to be on NXT. Yeah, with Carrie Cross. Huh? The one that was with Carrie and Cross. Yeah, those are the first mm-hmm. ones up that pop in my head. Like they're like, see, they're fucking gorgeous. Love them. All right, let's get let's get right into the shits. And your girl Shayna. Oh, you know I lo- you know I love me some Shayna Baszler. I would, like that's I know I know some people they don't get it, but like Shayna Baszler is like she's she's in my personal top five. Like she's. Nah, I, I couldn't let you get away with that. Oh no, I, I I've said on this show multiple times. You know how I feel about her. Shit, I'm happy she, uh, I sent her a picture of, I made a meme of her choking out Rhea Ripley and Kratos choking out Boulder, and I tweeted it to her and go, who did it better? And she posted it on her uh, um, IG, which made me happy. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. So, welcome to the Old Man Wade Show. I am your host, the God of Stuff, and the Lord of Laughter, Old Man Wade. And that silky voice you heard was none other than 
Brandon from the Hindsight and Why So Serious podcast. I love the cleavage cold open. That was amazing. Yeah, I, w- I meant to do it on the last episode, but we started talking dorky shit, and I was like, yeah, hey, let's let it fly. The best cleavage of all time, though, in WWE history... Trish Stratus. ...is, is Terry Rivers. Mm-mm. Mm. That's a good pick. A really good pick. I'm still... I'm going to go Trish... I'm going classic Trish Stratus being, like... The dopest all time though. Like classic, like Trish Stratus when she was like, like when she was like just started wrestling. Like yeah, when she was in TNA. <laughs> nah, nah, yeah, but I'm talking like even after that when she became one of the greatest uh, women wrestlers of all time. Is she the greatest? Uh, I mean WWE, yeah, probably. Yeah. Cause I know, like, if you're well, talking, no, she's not better than Sasha Banks. Oh, uh, yeah. Sasha Banks is one of the best wrestlers of any gender in the world right now. Uh, you, yeah, all right. Oh, also Sasha Banks is, I think she's top, I think she's top five as well, all time. Like, beautiful, I think Sasha Banks is top five. I'm going to say this, it may, you may not agree, but I think Charlotte is in the best, in terms of all wrestlers, men or women, I think Charlotte Flair is in like the top 2%. I like Charlotte. I don't think she's as good as Sasha. She kind of has the formulaic match. It's like the same thing all the time. Mm. Sasha is much more versatile. Uh, you know Charlotte what? can't really play babyface either. She's definitely a great heel. I'll give you that. That's... But she's not a good babyface. Sasha can do both. Well, if we're, if we're going into personalities as well, then you, you got to put Bailey up there too because there's not really much she can't do either. And she knows how to make people look really good. Yeah, I love it. You know, um, you bring up Sasha, um, bring up Sasha Banks. I attribute a lot of my love for Ronda Rousey in wrestling to that match she had with Sasha Banks before WrestleMania. Because I think that was that was easily. Uh, Ronda. I kind of miss Ronda. I do too. I didn't think I would. I kind of miss Ronda. I think we. I think a lot of us miss her because she was a really great antagonist, even when she was a babyface. I think we're and she was real. Yeah, and that that was the other part about it. I know a lot of people go, "Oh, she lost two fights, and ran to the WWE." I'm like, "Yeah, all y'all do is talking about it. Y'all can't beat her in a fight. Stop it right now." <laughs> and since y'all aren't beating her in a fight, shut the fuck up. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, she lost a couple of fights, but the people that beat her could beat your ass too. And matter of fact, Sasha, I mean, not Sasha Banks, um, Ronda Rousey could beat y'all too. And, and it's 100%. not even, yeah, and it's not even a matter of her running to the running to the WWE. It was a smart career choice. Mm-hmm. She made mm-hmm. a lot of money. She was good at it. She really? helped the company, and then she left and went and had a baby. Yeah, she got better, and she got better every match. And that was one of the the few things that I know. That's one of the many things I noticed about her. Is the more she wrestled, the more comfortable she got. Then she started cutting really good promos, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then so do she, you think we see her on Saturday and surprise in the Royal Rumble? Uh, yes, I do. I also think we see Bailey as well. I don't think she's gonna yeah, have. I hope it. we see Bailey. Huh? I hope we see Bailey. I one of the reasons I say is I'm just going by the stuff that she's been posting on her Instagram, and it's all been of her like in title matches. Other than her stories, it's just been like her posting pictures when she won this title and that title, and I think she's gearing up for say something. I don't think she's gonna win the Rumble. 
Well, but I think she's going to make an appearance and cost somebody... I think she's going to cost somebody the, a title shot in the near future. I wouldn't be shocked if Becky tries to en uh, enter so she doesn't have to fight a mania, and then Bailey costs her the title. Charlotte's already doing that, I think. Didn't she say that? I think Charlotte's in the rumble. Oh, ah. You know what would be funny about that is, though? Because she would do the same thing her daddy did. But but she also, didn't she just win last year's run, or was that Rhea Ripley? No, Bianca Belair won last year. Bianca won last year. Yeah, Bianca yeah. Won. So I'm, I'm actually kind of pumped for the, Royal Rumble's my favorite pay-per-view. It used to be Survivor Series when they used to have all the, when everything was elimination matches, except for the world title match. But like, like recently it's been, um, Royal Rumble's been my favorite. I know things have changed in the last year. Yeah. But. I'll never forgive all those people sitting on Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns over the last year is the best character in wrestling. This sociopathic, narcissist, head of the table character is so fucking great. I can't watch WWE a full show. It's it's just not good to me. Like, I just can't watch a whole show. But I fucking tune in every fucking Friday night to watch Roman Reigns. But you know what the thing every about Friday night. The thing about Roman, this is how I look at how good or, excuse me, this is how I look at how successful a wrestler is. If my wife knows who they are, then they're doing something right. Like, she, <laughs> because, like, I show her these random videos of Roman Reigns, and she thinks he's pretty, and let's be honest, Roman Reigns is a pretty man. But she, yeah. I show her the videos and the clips of stuff that he's doing, and she laughs. Like, the one when she said to Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins he goes, if I wanted to have a match with the A-lister... I made a bet with your wife. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> He's such a gaslighter. It's such a great character. Yo, and, he just gaslights the shit out of everyone. And I love the fact that he acknowledges it. He goes, I'm on God mode now. And I'm like, it's it's up. <laughs> He's the best heel we've seen maybe since Edge. Yeah, yes. It's so great. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all told me this dude couldn't do it. No, they, the WWE made him a corny baby face. He's having great matches in the ring, and his character is fantastic. It's yep. the best thing in wrestling. I've enjoyed AEW for a lot of things. I hate the Young Bucks, but <laughs> I just hate them for passion. The Race Bucks? I enjoy a lot of Overall, the AEW show is better than Raw and SmackDown because it has more energy and things like that. But nothing on wrestling television touches Roman, especially when they were doing the Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, oh yeah, so segments, nothing touches those segments. There's nothing as entertaining as that on any wrestling show. Yeah, like I, it's, you know what? It and shout out to to Brock Lesnar because people forget he can be. He's another one of those guys who could be a heel or a face. Yeah, because he's been a heel for so long, you forgot that he could be a good baby face. Yo, that knock knock joke. <laughs> Like, him and Lashley, I've been wanting to see him and Lashley for years. We're finally seeing it. Well, they're doing and all Roman, that. They're doing all that just to have just to have Lashley get beat. So somehow Roman Reigns, like Seth, I was watching this. I'm like Seth Rollins is one of the most unlikable characters on television. I hate that dude. He's so annoying. But he serves a purpose. I, I, but he serves a purpose here, and he's serving it. Yo, I Great. love. I want to see both of those matches. I will. I will say I loved when that fan came out and tackled him, 
And then, like, he comes out later and starts looking at the audience, looking for somebody. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's... You got... That's one of the things I will say. A lot of the wrestlers... Actually, no. Everyone who's come out of the Shield has prospered. John Moxley's been doing his thing. He's actually just... I think he's either just came back or he's coming back soon after... he came back last week. um, After uh, alcoholic rehab, which, good for him, uh, to, like, acknowledge where he was at and go, like, get himself some help. That's one of the things that people don't acknowledge when someone gets gets the help they need in wrestling because we know how much of a boys club and how... um, toxic wrestling can be. So I, I'm actually happy he went and got himself taken taken care of. Um, he, but, looks ten, he looks 10 years younger. Like he came out on Wednesday looked so much younger. Yeah, it's supposed to be him and um, Brian Danielson. Like That will get me to watch AEW. Uh, I'd watch AEW for that. Because um, John Moxley's my guy. He's always been my guy. Like he's... he. Yeah, for, Brian, Brian Danielson on AEW is another level. Like that character that he was doing was just he's he was second to Roman Reigns like that Brian Danielson character on AEW just like this fucking smug guy that puts you in all these fucking holes that you can't get out of like this fucking badass and he's so fucking smug and arrogant it was oh is great. he is he playing a heel on AEW yeah fantastic oh. heel amazing heel well again we go back to Daniel Bryan being one of those guys who can pretty much do anything like when he was when he was a heel in WWE. You wanted to cheer for him, but he was such a dick, and you're like, ah. And then, like, but sure enough, like the yes and the no, and his shirts was flying off the shelf. Him and oh my god, the the months with him and Kane, it was. He did di- this character where every match, he said he was going to beat somebody with a different hole, and he was doing a different hole every match to beat somebody, and he would stomp on their face until they quit, basically. And then. He'll put him in like the uh, uh, submission hole, and then pull like flex his arms like Hulk Hogan over <laughs> top of him posing. Like the best character. See, I like I, just the best. See, I didn't. I don't watch AEW. I just can't because I I hate everything. I, their fans. You know what? You remember when when um, the internet first started and people would just make you hate certain fandoms. Like no. I can't. Damn, AEW's fans. They are the fucking... They're like early 2000s Batman fans. Like, yo, they are the most toxic, arrogant, uninformed people in the fucking world. It's, ugh. Please just go away. (laughs) Yeah, but that's really just wrestling fans. Because WWE fans are very much the same way. Oh, yeah. I know. But you know what I think it is? I think I had. I think after like the first couple of months, I of think eight, you just hate. I think you turned on Jericho because that used to be your boy, and you hate him. Oh fuck! Co- fuck Chris Kovico. <laughs> the Ayatollah of Corona. Fuck him. Him and his fucking wife was at the at the insurrection. Fuck them both. But people don't. People turned on Jericho. Like even besides that, just the character, they kind of turned on him. Yo, he tried to do a lion salt and fell on his head. I fucking could not stop laughing at that shit. Yeah, have you seen the uh, the um? There's somebody on Twitter who does weekly uh, videos of the botches on AEW, and it always starts with yeah, I say that. It, it always starts with Roman Reigns going to acknowledge me. <laughs> 
It'll okay, start. you need to send me that. That might not have seen that one. Yeah, it'll start with Roman Reigns and it'll be like, acknowledge me. If that is him, then it's like a bunch of AEW um, uh, botches. I'm like, oh, this is fucking great. So, what was I saying? So, yeah, so Roman Reigns is on God mode. He's There's no one better. He's just the fucking man right now. There's really nothing else we can, there's nothing else that can be said about that. He's just, he's just the fucking man. <laughs> All right, so while we're here, we got, we're going to rapid fire the movies and shows that we've seen. And you went through the list and the ones you haven't, haven't seen. I'm actually shocked you haven't seen the show I was talking about on, it's on HBO Max. It was on there originally. Hold on, I'll uh, pull it up in a second. While I'm waiting, for while I'm looking for that, let's start with the show. Uh, so we're going to start with movies. What do you think of Eternals? Love Eternals. Um, hold on. Close was the DC movie that Zack Snyder's been trying to make but never could make. Yeah. He did the Justice League. They did the Justice League better than DC did the Justice League. And that was the Justice League. Icarus was Superman. The uh, the one dude was Green Lantern. I forget his name. Who played the movie with Batista? The the Deaf Woman was the Flash. Yeah. Like Athena was Wonder Woman. Athena was Wonder Woman. Like that was the Justice League, and they did it better, and it was grand. But I understand why some people didn't like the movie. Because it wasn't a Marvel style movie. It didn't have the Marvel formula. It wasn't it didn't follow the cadence of most of the MCU movies. It was different. And so people who became used to those MCU movies, this was different to them. It didn't it didn't sit right with them. It didn't feel right with them. So I understand that. But it was a good movie. I liked it. Um, just real quick, the movie I, the show I was talking about is called Made for Love. It's on HBO Max. I highly I think you really dig it. Because, okay. uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say anything about it. Just know that the point of the show is that a dude who's essentially the guy who runs Google made a chip to put in his wife's head that allowed him to see and hear everything that she did. And at, yeah. one, and at the beginning of the movie, he used, at the beginning of the movie, they have sex, and then he puts up, something pops up, and... He, um, the computer asks him to rate her orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yo, you need to... Is this yo, a this, show or a movie? This is a show on HBO Max. It's called Made for Love. I'll, I'll text it to you right now. So, yeah, so Eternals I rocked with. I thought everything you said was is everything I... I agree with everything you said. But especially, you said something I didn't think of about how this was the movie that DC Comics wanted to do. And you said this to me earlier. I couldn't remember who said it, but you said it to me before. And you're 100% right. And I, one of the reasons I think that people didn't like it was because, as you said earlier, it didn't follow the same Marvel Comics formula. And I liked that. When I, me and my wife left the theater, we were like, oh, this was different. I liked it. My buddy Ken did say something that I, I agree with when he said that's, Eternals would have worked better as a show just so they can get into more things. Because I really would have liked to see what else they had to do with the history of man, I think that would have been cool. But it's only a movie, so what more can you do about that? They're also getting a sequel. So you might see more of that stuff. 
Uh, next up, we have <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed Mortal Kombat. It was okay. I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be good, so it was fine. I, I like, I like how this one embraced the 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 source material more than the old ones. It didn't try to run away from it. We had a cool fatality, especially Kung Lao fatality. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. The, um, the reason I laugh. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. The reason I laugh is because my wife keeps getting on the fact that. Melina's edges were fucked up. <laughs> like she keeps harping Melina on. Melina was also thick as hell. Yeah. Overall, I thought it was probably the best Mortal Kombat live action thing they've done. Kano stole the show. He and if he doesn't, Kano was great. if he doesn't come back, I'll be shocked because I think they pointed out that death doesn't really mean anything, which makes sense considering that people die in Mortal Kombat like. Twice, you know what I mean? So, that was mm-hmm. actually, I uh, really fucked with that. All right, we have, next up, we have, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi was, I like Shang-Chi. I thought it was, I, I thought it was the best thing MCU my, put out um, in terms of movies in the, this year. No, I take I didn't it, like it more than Spider-Man. Yeah, never mind, I take it back. It was second best. Sp- <laughs> Spider-Man is hands yeah. down number one. Shit, Spider-Man is one of the best three movies they've done, period. I agree. Shang-Chi was, I thought it was highly entertaining, had a lot of action. I thought they did a great job of introducing an obscure character to most people. Yeah. Um, and the thing that the Marvel Cinematic Universe does that people don't understand, and I know we all get caught up in Easter eggs and rumors and this and that, but the one thing that the MCU always does, generally, is their philosophy is the simple way, the simple answer is the best answer. It's that's how they do everything. You think it's going to be this, 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 and this, and this, and then they tell you those extra all along. That's that's what they do, and that's why it's easy for people to jump on, and that's why it's easy to introduce new characters because they make it simple and they let you understand. And I thought they did that with this character, so people could relate to the character, understand the character, get the character. Don't make it some convoluted backstory that I can't understand or I can't get with. Just tell me something straightforward that makes sense. Let me understand the character's motivation, and I'll get behind it. And yeah. I think they did a great job of that with the character that I get. I'm assuming a lot of the mainstream people never heard of. Facts. Uh, since we talked about Spider Man, uh, we already talked. I like I said, Spider Man was an A plus. Uh, Norman Osborn, excuse me, the Green Goblin wins the award for greatest spine buster of all time. <laughs> he, yeah, you love Norman Osborn, so I thought you would love this movie. Oh yeah, I. But he wasn't even. It's. I thought. I thought Norman in Green Goblin were. They were easily my favorite part of the movie. I don't think it was the best part. The best part, obviously, was the interaction between the Spider Men, because it was the worst kept secret in comic book movie history. Despite Andrew Garfield putting on an Oscar Oscar worthy performance about him not being in the movie. <laughs> But that that show, you know what it was? That was everything that Endgame could have been, because it gave you all the uh, no way no way home gave fans all the nostalgia that they wanted, but they didn't put too much into it. And I liked Endgame; I loved it. But I can understand a lot of opinions when they say it just seemed like a nostalgia fest. Yeah, 
or from um, the last 10 years, I think Spider-Man did a better job handling that than Endgame did. Yeah, they did. But they also had a lot less they had to accomplish. I, I agree. Endgame had to accomplish a lot. So I, I definitely understand that criticism, but they had a lot that they had tackled. That's why the movie was so long. <laughs> Uh, Fast Nine. Fast Nine was a a giant. I thought I thought Fast Nine was a giant dumpster fire that I completely enjoyed from start to finish. Well, I mean that's all the Fast movies. Mm-hmm. They're bad movies that are amazing. Uh, Nobody goes to Fast and Furious for cinematic quality. I go there to see people in fast cars and ridiculous machines do absurd things that don't make any sense. And I love it. I saw that. I saw a dude take a fucking beat up car into space and then come back. Yeah. I don't know what else you want from me. <laughs> Free Guy was Free Guy was exactly what you thought it would be. It's a it was a Ryan Reynolds movie and they're enjoyable. Free Guy is the best video game movie of all time. You know that's a damn good way to put it. Yeah. I love Free Guy. Yeah. I fucking love that movie so much. It was so fun. Ryan Reynolds played Ryan Reynolds amazingly. And I even got hyped when they did the fucking MCU the Easter egg. Oh, I yeah. I was like, oh, shit, look at that. And I love Chris Evans going, what the fuck? No, what the shit? <laughs> yeah, I love that fucking movie. It, it didn't take itself too seriously, which I, which I enjoyed. And on the opposite end of video game movies, we have the worst movie I saw all year, Injustice. That was a... I don't think dumpster fire is enough. That's okay. You know what? Fuck it. Injustice is the coronavirus of movies. So I left this on the list because I haven't watched it. Because Injustice is one of my favorite comic book movies, comic book stories, and everybody that I know that I liked from the movie was horrible. So I didn't watch it, but I wanted to hear what you thought about it. Oh, do me, please watch it. Should watch it. Please watch it. It's on HBO Max now. Please watch it. It was okay, dude. It was. God, I was angry after watching this movie. That's how bad it was. I don't normally get mad when I watch a movie and I'm like, wow, this is bad. I was angry after watching this. I was like, this was, my wife was like, are you okay? I'm like, you know, she saw me shaking at how mad I was. I was like, I spent money for this. <laughs> like, I spent, because I, I, you couldn't rent it at the time. I had a review to do. I had some extra cash. I was like, yeah, 20 bucks, no big whoop. You know what I mean? I was like, that's just basically my Uber Eats money for the week. So I bought it. I was I would have I was better off going to Uber Eats instead of watching that that trash ass fucking movie. You know what? I'll put it even better. Injustice is the 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 Wade Wilson at the end of Wolverine Origins. So you don't think they're doing the Justice Two animated movie? Fuck no. For two reasons. One, it was ass. Two, I'm not going to spoil anything at the end of it because I really want you to watch this movie. And please do me a favor. And as you're watching it, and as angry as you get, text me or DM me so I can so you can so I can relive the pain that I went through. That's what I did with Titans. I had to I had to let that anger out somewhere. Uh, we got uh, the Suicide Squad, which was fun. It wasn't. I enjoy Suicide Squad. Yeah, it was super. I'm not when I say fun, I don't mean bad. It was super fucking fun. Like. I said this, I did this episode with, uh, I think my wife, or I might have done it with Javi, but I was like, yo, are we going to not acknowledge that John Cena's big, dick is big as hell? And they completely, like, focused on it for, like, a good five minutes? <laughs> they did. It's a peacemaker, too. 
Yeah, John Cena. That's what I meant. Yeah. Oh, they yeah, did. I know I'm saying they did it in Suicide Squad and in Peacemaker. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's not, my wife has said she goes, she goes, they're doing it again. I go, what? Focus, he's like, focus on John Cena's dick. I go, oh, shit, they are. <laughs> uh, uh, um, what was I going to say? James Gunn has an amazing ability to take obscure characters and tell interesting stories to make people want to see those obscure characters again. Yep. It... Imagine if James Gunn actually directed the first Suicide Squad. How good it could have been. With him, with with Will Smith as Deadshot and James Gunn writing it. I, ew. What could have been? Uh, so we're at TV show. Huh? No, I don't say anything. Alright, so TV shows we got. Uh, well, we just, we've just we already broken down. Eh, fuck it. We got Hawkeye, Loki, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and What If. So... so Hawkeye was, um, I loved Hawkeye, Same. and Hawkeye was the show that I least was looking forward to, and I fucking loved it. I loved every fucking second of that show. Kate Bishop, uh, Haley, um, Haley Steinfeld, I think that's her name. Steinfeld or Steinfeld, something like that. Steinfeld was fucking fantastic as Kate Bishop. I Just agree. amazing yep. as Kate Bishop. I don't typically like Jeremy Renner. I like Jeremy Renner as the old, grizzled, grouchy motherfucker uh, in this show. I thought that was great. I love seeing Kingpin show up. Uh, Mr. Nafrio is fantastic. Um, and I thought Echo was cool. I'm looking forward to seeing her show. I thought this show, a show that people probably didn't have a lot of expectations about, did a lot and set up a lot uh, for stuff to come in the MCU. Yeah. And I thought they did it really well. Um, everything you said is, is how I feel about everything that's going on right now, to be honest with you. I thought they did a fantastic job. And one 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 thing I want to highlight is the fight between Kate Bishop and Wilson Fisk, because that's exactly how it would look in the comic books. Those arrows wouldn't do shit to him. <laughs> but she found... It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But I loved it, though. She found a way to, she found a way to succeed. I thought, Kate, I thought Haley Steinfeld was a... Good rendition of the Hawkeye character, Kate Bishop. So I have no complaints. It was that was my favorite of the MCU Disney Plus movies this year. It wasn't the best, but it was hands down my favorite. Also, I never thought I would see Swordsman in the MCU, and I love how they made Swordsman. Yeah. There. So next up, we have so Loki. Loki was my favorite MCU show. I just... I think Loki I was the best. I think Loki I was the, the best. Was... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I thought Loki was the best one they did. Yeah, Loki was really well done. He told a cohesive story. The acting was fantastic. You got to see Jonathan Majors as the Mortis, or He Who Remains, whatever you want to call him. Um, he was great. Uh... You know, Sylvie was great. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's the first MCU show that they confirmed as getting a season two. So it made you want to look forward to a season two. Yeah. It's kind of redeemed Loki. And I think we're going to see him going forward in a different version of Loki in the MCU, which is going to be interesting to see how the rest of the characters react to, like, a babyface Loki. Yes. Or somewhat of an anti-hero Loki, which should be very interesting. 
Uh, something else I want to point out because we didn't mention them, but the woman who played Ravona was was great. Watch oh, yeah, she was great. Uh, like I said, Jonathan Majors. People were like, "Oh, why are people so amped up?" He was only in the last episode for five minutes. I'm like, "Yeah," and he was smooth and funny and powerful in those five minutes. I'm like, "You like stop looking at the time that someone was on there and look what they did with that time." He yep. chewed up scenery yep. so much. He uh, just chewed it up and spit it up. And um, uh, one me Mosaku as Hunter B15 was was great. Uh, I don't. I'm not an Owen Wilson fan, but I loved him in this. So I'm yeah. a huge Owen Wilson fan, and so he was Owen Wilson. He's one. He's like Ryan Reynolds. He's like one of those actors that always plays himself. Yeah, but he also loved. I will give him this though. I can't wait to see what they do because at the end of it, they have no idea who Loki is, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck did Kang do? This is this is this is it right here. This is what we've been waiting for. Oh, and anytime we get to hear Tara Strong, I'm with it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yep. We got Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I liked and didn't like all at once. I feel that me and you had a conversation about this when it came out, about how they rushed the ending of it. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're setting up a movie, you saying? So this was kind of like a prequel for that. You know, Sam Wilson, Captain America's Nick Spencer run is one of my favorite comic book runs. I love that. And so, for me, just to be able to see that, it was great. To see uh, Carl Lumbry, Lumley in this be overacting like hell was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, I love when you get an old black man to overact. <laughs> and then we got to see what was going on with Sharon Carter. And I think that's, that's the thing going for me. And also, um, you know, I was telling people before the show that, you know, you're not going to like John Walker. And they made him as unlikable as he is in the books. Oh, God. He's even, I'm reading, currently reading uh, um, Devil's Reign, and I hate him even more. <laughs> yeah. He's the fucking... John Walker's so hateable. Yeah, he's, he's the fucking worst. I don't understand how one person can not understand the concept of morality in one minute and then understand it the next. I also love that he showed up at the X Men's tree like he was gonna do something. Like what? Are you, like like what are you gonna do? And I love how Taskmaster looked at um, uh, Wolverine. He was I fought. He goes I fought your dad. And Laura looked at him and goes Yeah, not interested. <laughs> and Taskmaster don't want the problems with with um, X, with um, Wolverine either one of them. That's really nice fight. Eh, Laura's. Laura's more, Laura's more skilled than a lot of the people Taskmaster has fought. And while he may know these moves, Laura's also very random. So I don't think he can... I don't, I don't, I don't think he wants them problems. Well, it's because the claws come out, didn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all fun and games where the claws come out. Uh, lastly, we got What If. I... What If was hit and miss for me. I can, um, yeah, some of the episodes I fucking loved so much, and then other episodes I was just kind of bored. They were just kind of there. None of them were bad. They were just kind of there. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I know everybody liked the zombies one. Uh, everybody hated the Captain Carter one, but I love the Captain Carter one. But that's because I love his Captain. So yeah, I like. It's funny. I liked the Captain Carter one, and I thought the the zombie one was mid. Yeah. 
it's okay. Like, but it, nothing really like made me like excited about that. It was okay. My, you know, my favorite episode was uh, Party Thor. Oh yeah, Party Thor. Party Thor was fucking great, and uh, Giant uh, Frost Giant Loki. Oh yeah, absolutely. Did you um, question? Did you watch? You watched Invincible, didn't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, I watched. It. I forgot that was twenty. I forgot that was twenty twenty one. I'm reading Invincible now. Is this your first time reading it? Yes. Oh, okay. Then we'll uh, we'll talk we'll talk off we'll talk off off air. But yeah, Invincible I thought was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, despite the fact that they changed a lot. And I thought I was going to be upset because they were going to make some changes, but I was pleasantly surprised that I loved everything that they switched up to adapt for the new meet for the new um, platform that it was on. I had zero complaints about that. Yeah, I'm Invincible. I fucking love Invincible. I love J.K. Simmons. So. You know, yeah. Omni Man, and then reading Omni Man, I was like, oh yeah, this is perfect casting. This is perfect casting for Omni Man in JK7. Yeah, actually, the, so, yeah. the casting, the voice acting they did for that in general was was second to none. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen a a cast like this. I'm actually going to pull it out now. So, JK Simmons, Stephen Young, Jillian Jacobs. Sorry, uh, Sandra O, oh, Mark Hamill, Zazie Bates, Seth Rogen, uh, Jason Monsukis, Walter Gog- Walton Goggins, Zachary Quinto, Michael Kevin Richards. Like this, they really went in with what they were doing for this. Like, and just like, um, just like um, the boys, just like the boys, they made some changes. In the show, from the comic book, and so far, at least as far as I've read so far, uh, and I'm ahead of where the books, where the show ended off. I'm just ahead of that, not too far ahead of that, but just ahead of that. Yeah. Where the books ended, the changes that they made, I think they made for the better. I agree, because in some ways it was a little bloodier, and on and on some ways, it differed because it was like this goes without saying. One of the reasons why. I think comic book fans shouldn't be so upset with things that change because some things just don't work in the medium and other times they just don't work because we're in a different time. There are just certain things you just can't do because it's offensive or it's just flat out wrong. So they took out like a Mark's friend William being gay. Something comes up towards the end of the series and you'll see why they changed that to make him gay in this. So a bunch of stuff happened that went on with this, but is is that Brian K. Vaughn who did that? Or no, it's um, Kirkman. Kirkman. No. Kirkman. 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 No. Kirkman did, what else did he do that I loved? The Walking Dead? Um, I've never seen The Walking Dead. I, I watched the first season and I gave up. I thought it was just awful. <laughs> Interesting. It just, it literally does nothing for me. Like at all, but he's done. He, oh, he did um, Mystique. I think he did Mystique. Nope. Uh, what the fuck else did he do? I think Brian K. Vaughn did Mystique. That's what I'm thinking about. Oh, he did the Irredeemable Ant Man. <laughs> yes. And I, I can't wait till they introduce him in the MCU. He is the fucking. He so is, the thing I'm finding out about reading Invincible though is that shit is long as fuck. Yeah, there's like, so many volumes. 100, 144 <laughs> issues. Like this show's gonna go seven seasons. Yeah, it has to. There's no, there's no way it doesn't go 
more than oh and then there's the um the the spinoffs that came from that capes was good Brit was good actually no capes was great because it's a show about superheroes who literally punch in and out <laughs> it's it, it's what? Still, yeah there's a, there's a spinoff from Invincible called capes where there's another because they mentioned it it mentioned them in Invincible we haven't gotten to that point yet but these are superheroes who have like a paycheck, they have to punch in and out for their job, they get vacation time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this it makes sense. It, it but like like that's how you'd have to do it. They get health benefits. It's it's fucking fun. It's but Invincible in, ge- in general was great. And um Superwalk was actually the one to put me onto it. And Invincible is my favorite comic book series of all time. Hands down. It's really oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there aren't any issues to put it like this. There are no issues in the in 144 in 144 comments that I didn't like. Some of them I won't read specifically because it gets so emotional that I'm just like I don't want to go read this again. But all of it, this I thought it was flawless. I, I I don't say that about many comic books. I think there might be two or three comic book series that I can say are flawless, and Invincible is one of them. What are your other two? <sighs> Uh, Wolverine Origins by Daniel Way. That's the that one in Why the Last Man. Oh, and so, well, I can't say Saga because the series isn't over yet. But yeah, the, Saga, is, but Saga is perfect so far, at least to me. It's a oh, absolutely, Saga's so Saga's perfect, and I. The one thing I love about Saga is they're political as fuck. Yes, they're hitting on things that you never really you never expect a comic book to really hit on, especially. The idea of like gender norms and race and religion and just like and they hit it on such a way that you can't help but read this and go, Oh, I know what that's like. Oh, I know what that's yeah, like. Yeah, so- Saga's my number one. Number two is the whole time runs out run by Jonathan Hickman. So Fantastic Four to Secret Warriors to um, New Avengers, Avengers and the Secret Wars. Just I I can I've read I've reread that at least eight or nine times. It's just the best every time. Every time I find something different that I didn't remember or something that made it make more sense. Every time. And and now people are telling me I should read Shield before I read that because that's part of it. So now the next time I do it, I'm gonna read Shield. Oh shit! Hickman did do Secret Warriors, didn't he? Yeah. I you know I I it's funny I've read that a few times too, uh, and I I can all of us. All that's part of the same story. I completely forgot that Hickman did um, Secret Warriors. I was talking... One of the things that I love about my passion for comic books is reading some stuff that I... Thinking of some stuff that I read in the past and then realizing that these authors that I love are writing them now. For example, there's a... You remember how they used to do like when you, like a physical copies at the end of a book, there'd be like a like a five or six page comic book written by like an up and coming writer. I found one of those in yeah. a, a story by Wolverine written by Jason Aaron. And I remember reading the story and I was like, holy shit. And then going back and everything that Jason Aaron has written to me has been a nine or a 10. Jason Aaron's run of um, Wolverine to X-Men was so damn good. And they didn't focus specifically on Wolverine. It was, Everybody, the students, the faculty. Um, he upgraded Iceman's powers. He made it reminded 
people that Kitty Pride is more than just like someone who phases that she's like super intelligent. Then they get into make he made Quentin Quiet Quentin Quire a really good, relatable, and sympathetic character. I was like, who the fuck else does that? Like, you know what I mean? So and then oh god, then like there's the Mighty Thor run. Then there's the the Thor he did when he had the uh with the the God Butcher. So Yeah, Gordon God Butcher. Yep. That's so, what we're getting in the movies. Yeah, which you know, I think um, what the fuck is his name? Um, from why can I never remember his name? From um, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. I think he's gonna kill this role. I think he's he's gonna knock this yeah. shit out the fucking park. I was hoping he was gonna be the Minotaur dude. Like he was gonna be in the boardroom and all smug and shit, and then transform into a giant Minotaur. I was hoping it'd be him, but God Butcher probably works a little bit better. So, what was your favorite post credit scene of all the movies in 2021? Ooh. My favorite post credit scene? Um. <laughs> uh, I don't, you know what? I don't know if I have one. Was it Star Fox? Nah, not really. It didn't really do much for it. Really, that really didn't do anything for me. I was happy, but it wasn't really like, like oh my gosh. I think maybe it might have been um, the end of Black Widow with Yelena and then uh, Valentina coming up, just because their conversation was just so damn entertaining. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, Julie Dreyfus is amazing. So yeah. Oh, she's on, she's on she's the... She, that role. I also want to point out that she's on the She Can Get It list. <laughs> yeah, at sixty. <laughs> shit, shit, sixty and five. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Um, fuck. What was I gonna say? Oh, so, speaking of that, Florence Pugh has been my favorite breakout star of this year. Oh yeah, hands down. This no one has no one. She done is it. incredible. This is Yelena. Yeah, she's she, hands down. She was the best thing Marvel's. She's the best. She's um Marvel actor of the year. Hands down. That scene of the Hawkeye with the fucking mac and cheese was fucking just amazing. Yeah. And I love, um, stop getting me to like you. She goes, I cannot help it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny? Because just from seeing the stuff that she posts on social media, that's really just who she is. This is goofy. Yeah, and I fucking love it. Like she, and, But then on top of her being goofy, she's really good at what she does. Uh, Scarlett Johansson said she watched Florence Pugh knock the, hit the pose down perfectly on the first try and she was like I was so bad it took me a decade to perfect that and she did it in one try <laughs> <laughs> so uh, alright so let's go we'll finish it off with some um, some comic book shit what are your three favorite comic books of the year um uh, oh Inferno number one I love Inferno. Um, number two, probably Marauders. Uh, and number three, it's only been like four issues, but I fucking love it. It's the Human Target. You were talking about that too. I'm gonna add. I'm actually might pick that up after we're, after we're done talking because I got some. I got some extra money. Let me go grab that. Human Target is Human Target is so good right now. Like. <laughs> They're trying to figure. They got like some obscure Justice League international characters. Guy Gardner shows up and fucking an asshole like he always is. It's great. Perfect. So for me, it's 
Marauders is probably number one. I can't. I honestly can't get enough of that. X Factor, even though it was canceled, um, was number two. Oh, number three is difficult because I really loved Inferno. I thought Inferno was Inferno. I don't think even should even be mentioned in this conversation because that's how good it is. Inferno was just so great. I can't believe it's over as well. Moon Knight was maybe Moon Knight. I look forward to Moon Knight every week. Is that good? Moon Knight's Moon Knight's good. Moon Knight's really fucking good. Alright, I'm a, I'm gonna catch up on that. Uh, a sleep. I will say this: a couple of sleepers for people. Black Widow by Kelly Thompson has been an eight or nine every issue. Crushing Lobo is super fun. It was only eight issues, but it was dope. I Devil's Reign has been good. But Daredevil's also been good. Uh, I forget the, the gentleman's name who writes Daredevil. Oh, I like Devil's Reign. That's been good. Yeah. Are you reading any image books? Nah, but if you got some suggestions, I'm all for it. I'm about to try to get on some because I generally love image books when I get into them. Yeah. Uh, Strange Academy is a sleeper. Joker is a sleeper, but only because it's not revolving around the Joker. It's, it's, yeah, it's about Gordon. I like Joker. Yeah, Joker's really fucking good. What's the uh, DC Vampires? Oh, <laughs> I love that shit. Uh, Wonder Girl has been fun too, but I'm not going to put it on the list. But also, and this is going to be funny when you hear it from me, Nightwing is something that I have to purchase day of. Oh, that's what I was about to say. Nightwing, I, that's, uh, I don't know how to put I, I guess that's that's up there. That's probably tied for number three with me. Yeah. I fucking, Nightwing has been amazing. It's, and it's not even just the uh, writing. The artwork is just beautiful. I need to buy the physical copy of the issue where it's just one long panel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so that's been the Old Man Wade Show. Fun fact, we were only supposed to do 30 minutes, but, you know, me and Brandon get the talking in. <laughs> this is what happens. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, you know, just, you know, follow the podcast, follow me on Twitter, Cool Black Nerd, you know, same shit as always. <laughs> Uh, you can find me, Old Man Wade Kong, on Instagram and Twitter. How's Javi, man? Huh? I need to talk to Javi. Uh, Javi's um, busy. Javi is super fucking busy. Like, he's just, there's just a lot going on with him right now. But uh, I was actually, I'm actually kind of sad that he wasn't here for this. But the next time we record, I'll make sure, I'll try to make sure he's around. Oh, do you want to hear something really funny? So, yeah. Javi said, um, Javi said, I'm not allowed to record with Charmaine <laughs> until he's on there. Because <laughs> he's, he's, he's never actually recorded with Charmaine. Oh, ever? Ever. Huh. Yeah, shocking, right? Yeah, that is shocking. So, um, so next time, I, so hopefully I, I can get him on because I love listening, I love recording with the two of y'all specifically because when, when I'm recording with y'all, I don't really have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just go in. I'm just like, all right. I just, I just let it happen. Yeah, but, I miss Harvey. Yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my man. It's like he, but he's just, the only thing is he's just super fucking busy. He's got um, got a new gig and everything. But put it like this. The good news is everything, everything with him is good. So good. It, it's not out of like, it's not out of like anything going on with him. He's just, he's just got a lot of shit going on. And I'm happy for him, man. That's, that's, that's my man. That's my guy. So I'm happy he's doing He's getting everything. I'm, I'm happy that he's in a really good place in terms of like life and work and all that. So, 
But he'll he actually have another. Yeah, shit. I should have hit you up. Oh, do you remember when I hit you up? Was like, hey, what are you doing? And you um got back to me late. We were recording. Yeah. Me and Holly were recording about the Green Door. Oh, uh, in in uh, Immortal Hulk. Yeah. Oh, I didn't finish Immortal Hulk. You didn't? I didn't finish. The, I didn't finish the last five issues. The last, you know, the last volume, the last six issues. Yo, I got. I gotta say though, in terms of like perfect um, series, Immortal Hulk might be up there. Yeah, Mortal Hulk was great. Al Ewing was, was something. Al Ewing, was, Al, Ewing, Al Ewing might be my could be my favorite writer. Oh shit! And they canceled Guardians of the Galaxy. That Guardians is good. Guardians was really good. Just fucking up. It was on. It was on Al Ewing. But I I have a so I have a theory on why it was canceled. I don't think that Marvel liked how gay it was. Really? I honestly, I truly believe that. I don't think that they liked that they made Star-Lord bisexual and, like, like he was, like, really out there living his best fucking life um, despite some stuff that was going on and I don't think that Marvel liked it. I thought it was, was, like, one of the best books out there. I was pissed when they canceled it. I was really pissed off when they canceled it because I didn't think there was any reason to. It was, it seemed like... Let me ask you, did you, did you read, um... Tana Hossie Coates is uh, Captain America. Uh, no, Javi calls it uh, calls him woke cap. It, it is woke cap. It's probably <laughs> great. <laughs> I read the first. I read up until Red Hulk comes back. Yeah, that book. I'm I'm mad he's off that book, but that book was also one of my favorites. What is he? Year. What is he writing? I forget. Isn't he writing something now? I don't know what he's writing now. That's a great question. I have to see what Coach is writing. I'm sure they're keeping him on, but I don't know what he's writing. Yeah, they'd be they'd be foolish not to keep him on. But yeah. I mean, Coach is one of the best writers in any genre there is on yeah. the planet right now. Hands so down. They need to keep him. Yeah, like 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 it's it's almost like a blank check thing. It's like, hey, what do you want? But yeah, all right, let's get. I'm gonna get off. All right, this. I got one more thing before we go. Have you played any? What's your favorite game for the year? Oh, my favorite game was um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was it, like watching the movie. Yeah, it's not even like it's not even a um, a question of what my favorite game was. Guardians of the Galaxy was fucking amazing, start to fucking finish. Like I can't believe that I slept on it that long. Like I loved every single fucking minute of it, and I couldn't believe how good it was. And I I heard Telltale game, and I was like, eh, because I want to actually play the game. I don't want to just do stuff and like like the let the action move on itself. Yeah, but it's not like it's it's not a Telltale game. Oh what? Someone described to me like that was a Telltale game. No, they have a Guardians Telltale game, but that's a totally different game. Oh well, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy game, even though you can't use anybody but Star Lord. I still freaking love it. The interaction between all of them, the way they talk to each other, is just like something. Like you said, it's like watching a, it's like watching a movie, except you're in control of everything. And goddamn, Rocket is such Rocket is such an asshole. <laughs> He's always like this. But I love when he was. He needs a book again. He does. I gotta say though, I laughed really fucking hard where one of the decisions was to uh, do you take Rocket or do you throw him? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so at immediate, huh? Or when you do you take Groot, or do you make Rocket the monster? Yeah, uh, so I've so I've gone through it enough that I've gone through some of the 
the same ones. But when he actually got the when he threw yeah. Rocket, I was like, oh, this is this is something else. <laughs> I was like, he really threw him. <laughs> but yeah, it's That's a ridiculous story. It's a great fuck. It's a great fucking. It's a great. I almost called it a movie. It's a great game. I, I best hands down the best game I played all year. Agreed. And I'm a rock. I'm a, and I'm a Ratchet and Clank guy. But that was the best game I played all year. All right. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, until next time, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace. Damn it, Wade.